name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, I have Mr. Bill Powell. How you doing, Bill? Fine. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, Bill, I really wanted to bring you on the podcast, really, to talk about a several different things um, here at Bob's Enterprises, specifically assistive technology and your role here at Bosman Enterprises. So, uh, Bill, could you tell us your title here at Bosman Enterprises? I'm the Assistive Technology Director. Okay. Now, what does that encompass? Okay. What we do uh, each day, of course, we teach a good number of students. Uh-huh. But also, we're constantly researching what is new, you know, what works, what doesn't work, uh, how can we modify existing things to help individual students. Uh, we also, uh, two of us are programmers, and uh, two of us are webmasters. We've done our own sites. We're heavily aware of accessibility, and we're studying things like WCAG, uh, now it's 3.0, uh, but trying to constantly make the web accessible for other people. Also, we do a lot of testing, like we call it single-service customer service testing, Salesforce testing, etc. And then for two weeks, about three times each year, uh, I teach uh, HTML and CSS coding to a Salesforce class that's done online. Uh, It's a program through Bosma. I also have been a part of the business enterprise program in which uh, AT members, all of us, three of us, have helped students in individual sessions to keep their or get their skills to that level. I do a lot of Saturdays, uh, especially when the business enterprise program's in session. Every Saturday, they'll come in from 9 to 1 uh, for either tutoring, computer instruction, whatever it is they need. Then there are folks that we work with from corporate uh, mm-hmm. I work with one person every Tuesday from 1 to 3, and then uh, one person on every other Saturday from 9 to noon. Um, We also, like, the websites I have are free. My lesson plans are actually online, and those are shared worldwide pretty much. Um, They're just step-by-step how to do different things with universal key commands. Okay, so... Let me let me slow down for a sure. minute, Bill. Uh, so, Bill, you are uh, blind, correct? Right. Yeah. And you're doing a lot just as far as with assistive technology and computers and all that. Um, how are you able to do all those things using, uh, you know, with the computer? Well, when I first started teaching, computers didn't exist. Uh, okay. The touchtone phones had just come into being. That's how uh, long ago it was. They uh, started putting out screen readers as soon as programs, well, not programs, operating systems like DOS came about. So immediately, I saw that that might be the future. So I learned that. I've learned a lot of Linux, Mac, etc. And through the years, like when JAWS came out, I bought the first copy. So what was the first copy of JAWS? It it? was done in DOS, and Uh it was written by a man named Ted Hinter. He had been a professional motorcycle racer and had a wreck and lost his sight and said, I will make the computer accessible. And he wrote the very first JAWS. And back then there was also, along with JAWS, a program came out called WinEyes, or not WinEyes, Vocalize, which was for DOS, and uh, TinyTalk, which was for DOS. So I learned all three of those. When Windows first came out, I thought, oh, it's all over. 
But immediately, Jaws responded, as did some others, and I've just had to learn it through the years. So yeah. each year, I've updated since Jaws started. So you've all, always had like a passion for computers and technology. Oh, yeah, because I, I saw that as a uh, field that could be level for everybody. Yes. So and I'm... a lot of my students went on to be programmers, ones at Salesforce, pretty high up in that company, another one's... Uh, doing very well out in Colorado, et cetera, et cetera. They've done incredibly great things. How has JAWS really transformed over the years? I know since you first started using JAWS, which is that screen reader we're talking about, how's it transformed? In DOS, it was very powerful. I could do anything. When Windows came out, it was a mess. <laughs> there it was a hit and a miss, but people like uh, you know Ted Hinter, Dean Blasey, and a bunch of others uh, kept working at it and eventually started working with Microsoft so that with each release, things got better and better. And one example would be Excel. There yes. was a time Excel was a real nightmare. They've gotten it down to manageable now. It may still have a few hiccups, but they're constantly you know, communicating with Microsoft and with the customer. If something's not working, they want to know why. And as late as last week, uh, one of my colleagues named Lori, uh, she called up Freedom Scientific and explained an issue that was happening with one of the Microsoft programs, and they sent her a fix-it type patch. Okay. So now she can go into any student's computer and run that and get the JAWS and the Microsoft sorted out. Man, I remember when I first started really using JAWS, I think it was like a 4.0 or something, right? Yeah, you were <laughs> close to the beginning. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm telling my age now. <laughs> there you go. I'm like 4.0, but it, you know, over the years, it's really, I mean, and enhanced a lot of individuals' lives. It actually is, I mean, it's getting better and better each year, I would say. I mean, some things that you couldn't do in 4.0, you could do it, what we at now, 19? 2019. 2019. So, yeah, yeah JAWS is really... Uh, made a life change. How important is JAWS and computers for a person who is blind to actually be successful in the workforce? Okay, I'll give you an example. Salesforce, when it's done right, uh -huh. JAWS will work with it, and therefore a person could work in any company that runs Salesforce. It might take a little tweaking yes. and intervention from companies such as Bosma to be sure that thing's working, but it lets people do jobs they couldn't have done before. Uh, on the programming end, uh, blind people have programmed since the beginning of programming time, I do think. Uh, but a lot of us, like, we'll use the screen reader with programming, but JAWS makes it even easier. You can run a Braille display through JAWS, and you can read the programming language under your fingers. Okay, That's, no, that's a lot easier than listening to it. Yeah, that is true. Now, for those who don't know, they may not be aware, what is a Braille display? Okay, a Braille display is a device that's got uh, as few as 12 cells, as many as 80, whatever version you like. Okay. And what happens when JAWS and it run together, like let's say I was reading the sentence, Welcome to Bosma, when the cursor, the PC cursor hits that, up on the display in contracted braille says, Welcome to Bosma. And then there are things called panning keys. So I could pan to the next line of text, JAWS converts it into contracted Braille, and I just keep reading. Okay. I use four different kinds of displays myself, wow. and I'll explain why. I've got a 14-cell. That's my throwaway. It's cheap. If I'm at, say, an airport, 
If I lost it, I haven't lost much. If I bang into the wall, which I did with one once, yes. I haven't lost much. Yes. I have one. Its exclusive job is to be hooked to a computer, and it is responsible to help pro- write programming or code. Uh, I have another one. It's a 40 cell that runs with the iPhone. It's for anything I do with the iPhone. Okay. And then I've got uh, one that's uh, the only one I know of that will do multitasking. It's half entertainment, half business. Okay. And so they each have their own place. How has uh, technology improved the lives of people who are blind? It's added a whole new field and dimension. And I'll give you an example. I was out in D.C. a few weeks ago at a conference. I walk up to this table, and it was CIA, and they were recruiting people. The two agents were totally blind women. Uh, One I talked to is probably Mm middle-aged and dressed not like a CIA agent, but looked like somebody's mom. And she had mentioned in the CIA, you don't have to see to work for them. Uh, You do have to move to D.C. or be willing to go overseas. But there are lots of computer jobs because now one of the new battles worldwide is called cyber war. Yes. And it's every bit as whatever as physical war. So uh, blind people definitely, you know, who are good in computing and coding can fit in there and probably get jobs. Never would have thought that someone who was blind or impaired would be at the CIA, but I'm saying it's not, you know, it's not um, something that could be achieved. But I just, you know, that <laughs> job right there, you wouldn't have never thought that, you know. Yeah, just, you know, I wouldn't have that. thought until I met that nice lady, and it's like, wow. Yeah, and I'm seeing that uh, Microsoft actually, and I believe Apple as well, are doing a lot with coding, especially with young children who are blind oh, right they, now. They are, and they have hired teams of people, like Apple, for example, has hired multiple you know, types of what they would call disability groups to help make sure their product's accessible. So they've got, I'd say, seven or eight people who are, quote, blind, who their job is to be sure that that voiceover, that grill, all that is functioning. And if it's not, they have a call number where you can call them up. And so, yeah, same so, for Microsoft. So let, let's talk about that. You talked about the smartphone. So how important is this smartphone, the iPhone, the Android, the iPads right now? How important are these and how accessible are these for those who don't um, own one right now? Okay. Uh, I'll go back to when I started Bosma 12 years ago. In my last year's teaching at the blind school, I finally had a phone. It was a Palm Pilot that went Windows CE. And I found a company in Spain that made a screen reader that ran those windows with Braille display and all off the Palm Pilot. And when I was hunting for a phone that had to talk, it needed Braille, and that battery needed to go at least 10 hours. Because mm-hmm. once upon a time, that wasn't true. Right. So, you know, from those times, you know, it has evolved. Like Steve Jobs and Apple, they've done amazing things with the iPhone. Now, you can have Braille, it will translate, it will do whatever you want, so it is the new computer. Uh, The iPhone I use is every bit as strong as my laptop. Uh, I also use Android because for business, nobody beats them. Uh, It's not as accessible. I mean, it works, it does great things, but the Braille is really strange Mm -hmm. on it. Uh, But it also does business. I do most of my work for Bosma on those phones. Mm-hmm. And the computer just comes in as 
icing on the cake as far as that goes. Yeah, because right now, you know, you do a lot of work on the go. So using that iPhone with that voiceover, which is already pre-installed yeah. on the phone. And, and for those who do not know, there are other accessibility options. If you have low vision, you can change the contrast. You can change the background. So you oh, can do a lot yeah. of stuff. We have a nice lady named Bianca who does all that for us. Yes. Because while Lori and I could talk that stuff all day long, she yes. can see and see how people see it, which we really can't. Yes. And so Lori... Or not, I mean, Bianca, you know, picks up and takes over that part. Uh, another thing the phones do, both Android and iPhone, it gives you independence. Yeah. I was in New Orleans a year or so back, and I wanted to go to a restaurant that had music. So I asked the people at the hotel, okay, where's a close-by restaurant that has blues? They told me. I step outside the hotel and say to my phone, give me walking directions to, and I named the restaurant. It walked me there, even up this alley and up these stairs yes. to get in the place. Wow. Then when I was all done, it walked me back. Wow. See, once again, technology is making people more independent. I mean, you walk in directions. You can get your cab right on the phone. You can order your food. Yep. Amazon. Yeah. All <laughs> you almost don't have to leave your house right now. <laughs> yeah. I pay my bills off my yeah, phone. Yeah, pay your bills. Man, FaceTime. I mean, I, man, I've got creative as with the, you know, FaceTime or either, you know, oh, yeah. on, um, well, Facebook I'm, and I don't know what something is at home. I may just FaceTime somebody, you know what I'm saying? But you can yeah, do that yeah. as well. But there's another um, tool right now that's become very popular, Ira. Are you familiar with the Ira? Oh, very familiar. I have friends who use Ira, Ron, and um, some others, and yeah. they love it. What What is Ira for those who do not know? Okay. You get a set of glasses. And the glasses are free, but the fee is $89 a month. Okay. However, you learn to use it sparingly for absolutely what you need. Yes. Some airports are making IRA free because the idea is you don't have to have help to go to an airport if you have a set of eyes. So at the airport in Louisville, Kentucky, for example, if you go there, say, in your Uber, and you flip IRA on this Live person looks through your glasses and walks you in, finds where you need to check in and helps you get clear through security and the whole thing without the need of assistance. And so it is absolutely powerful. I use something similar that's free. It's not good for the mobility part, but like my one eye, it has this pinpoint vision, very little of it. Uh, I can squint and read some print and do okay, but I've done things like thinking I was buying mayonnaise and bought a jar of Cool Whip or something like that. And so this Be My Eyes, you you punch a uh, button on the phone mm-hmm. and a live person comes up and you say, can you tell me what this package is? Right. They'll tell you and then you end the call. Uh, so this Be My Eyes, it's a free one. Uh, it's really a lifesaver. Yeah. So you, you um, work on the rehab side of things here at Bosley Enterprises. So you see a lot of uh, individuals who are newly blinded come in. What or How do they feel once they are touching the computer for the first time when they cannot see? Uh, I have had many unique reactions, but essentially it comes down to, I think, what two of our most recent students have said. You know, it made me realize I can work again, that I have a life. Yes. Because they thought it was all over. Yes, it actually opens up a whole new world for you. Like, if you don't have a computer or you're not able to, you know, 
communicate with you know other people or read certain information sometimes i feel i mean it's definitely life-changing um technology oh yeah the end of the day. so you you said you also do some teaching as well bill i do uh, i teach uh, classes here at bosma and i also have taught university i'm in my 22nd year okay. this time you know i'm still teaching for indiana state they've kept me on through the years so okay. In a few weeks, I'll be teaching a full weekend for them of nothing but assistive technology. Cool. This summer, I teach in a class for people recertifying to teach. This would be for school-age kids. Then next fall, the fall session of the Braille class gets underway. So uh, I'll be busy throughout. Yes. Yeah, you just made me tired telling me all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Bill gets up, what, 4.30? Oh, I get up at 1.30. One, oh, one thirty. Do paperwork and stuff, and I get here yeah, by 4.30. And I don't have to, but I do, because yeah. I want to be sure the building's in good shape for students, because when they walk through the door, it should be up and going. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's time, to get off. Yeah. it's time for me to get off. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't even started yet. Yeah. But um, thank you, Bill. I you know, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I know you got a lot of classes out here to teach today, but I just wanted to bring you on and learn more about what you do in assistive technology and how that plays a role in making individuals who are blind successful, um, you know, just really in their everyday lives and careers. So. Uh, definitely thank you for that. And what is that website before we get out of here where people can go and if they want to learn your website where you can okay. learn Excel and other it's like uh it's B R L S T S dot C O M. That's B as in ball, R L S is in Sally, T is in Tom, S is in Sally dot com. And the literal translation of that for all of us who read Braille. It literally means Braille students. Braille is written B-R-L in the uh-huh. Braille language, and yeah. S-T-S was my short form for students when I taught school. Wow. And what, what can they learn on this website? Uh, right now, we've got like uh, special keys where it walks you all the way around the keyboard, but it talks about like what we call modifiers like Alt-Control-Tab. It goes through the six-pack, the numpad, on and off, and so on. Then it's got like general basic windows. It's got Word, Excel, some PowerPoint, a lot of Outlook, okay. uh, internet galore. And then I'm rewriting part of the site because times are changing quick. Yes. A book I'd written in 2009 is in one of the folders that's on the site. And while it was written back in the days of XP, it still has a lot of meaning. You know, a lot of ways to learn because I wrote the book from the blind person's perspective, how to literally build your own computer from the chip up, load the thing, and use the programs. Wow. A lot of information right there. I'm going to definitely check that out. I've been checking it out. So definitely want to thank you once again. And if you know anyone who has suffered from any type of uh, vision loss, please visit Bosma.org and make sure you subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>